This morning's gospel is an invitation from Jesus to his disciples to switch professions from being fishermen to fishing for people. Being from where I am in the Pacific Northwest, I personally know many commercial fishermen. It's hard work, and most of the commercial fishermen that I know are missing at least one finger or part of a finger. It's costly work in more ways than one. Fishing is a profession that is in concert with creation, reliant upon the earth, upon harvesting a resource while sustaining it, and it's about being adaptable. Fishing at its heart is really about faith, too. Never knowing when there will be big catches or skunk days where nothing of value is caught, but continuing to go out and look. I have always heard this morning's scripture about fishers of men articulated as a call to evangelism. That Jesus was inviting these men to use their skills of the hunt to catch people for Jesus. But in my study this week, I learned something that puts a different spin on this familiar passage. Biblical scholars point to instances in the Old Testament where fishing was used as metaphor as an example of how those who read the scripture originally and those who the scripture was written for originally would interpret it. And time and time again, fishing in the Old Testament is used as an example of weeding out evil or extracting something that needs to be extracted from the community. In this view, fishing for people would not as much mean harvesting new believers as much as it would mean rooting out evil so that the pond, lake, river, or sea is safer and more habitable to swim. This reading of the scripture is more in line with our Old Testament scripture where Jonah reluctantly calls the people of Nineveh to repentance. The evil in their midst needed to be eradicated to make way for a more habitable community for all of God's children. So Jonah was there fishing for that evil to be removed, to extract it. Personally, I like to believe in a new day for us all. So I like the combinations of these two texts writ read in that way. I love that the bloodthirsty people of Nineveh made a change and were spared unlike Jonah's sort of frustration with that. I love a good redemption story. And I have seen time and time again throughout my life and ministry, people's lives transformed by the power and grace of God. The worst chapter of someone's life does not have to be their defining chapter. It can be the prelude to redemption. And it gives me hope to think about these folk fishing for people as the eradication of evil. It gives me a vision of the disciples uh, of being more like those wonderful people who find a dolphin or sea turtle that has somehow gotten stuck in plastic or garbage and picks them up out of the water and cuts them free from their bondage. It makes me think of them like marine biologists who pick up fish to tag them and monitor them to watch their migration patterns and food supply to find out how we can continue to make our waterways safe and habitable for all God's creation. This, I think, is what Jesus meant when he asked the disciples to be fishers of men. 
not to gain people like trophies for a new religion, but to seek them out and help them out of their bondage and to create a safer place for them to swim and live. The shoring up of the kingdom of God, restorers of streets to live in, builders up of ancient foundations, everyone making it their own business to make the world a better place for everyone else. Fishing for people. If Amanda Gorman is not already a household name, it should be. She is the incredible poet selected at only 22 years of age to be the inaugural poet of 2021. And her poem, The Hill We Climb, that she read on Wednesday at the Capitol was so inspiring. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you just to put it in your search engine and check it out. Every word was truly beautiful. And one of the turns of phrases that she used was, the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. It was so poignant to me because I realized that so often we settle for what has always been and forget that we have a role in what can be. We do not have to look around at the hurt around us, the injustice around us, and assume that it just is and there is nothing we can do about it. That people are defined by their worst chapters, their worst moments, when they can be defined instead by the love and grace of God, and that their worst chapter can simply be a prelude to redemption. We are called to this holy hope for all of God's creation, to be fishers of people. This is our job as Christ followers, to look for those who need to be set free and to help them, and to sometimes allow other people to help us be set free, to do the work of God's love by monitoring one another and making the world a safer and more loving place for us all, to pull people from the drink every once in a while, to do the tedious task of cutting loose the bonds of oppression, brokenness, addiction, depression, pain, trauma, and so much more. It can look all kinds of ways, from just reaching out to a friend, to helping at a place like Cam, to doing all kinds of things in our community. We do not need to be overwhelmed by the magnitude of hurt and brokenness around us that sometimes seems crushing, because there is always hope bubbling under the surface. We are just one part of God's plan, and we work together with others and with the Spirit, and because we work with God, the creator, sustainer, and redeemer of all things, our work is not in vain. As Ms. Gorman so powerfully put it, while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe, now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be. And then she goes on later, the new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Now, children of God, go out in God's strength and love and fish for people.
Amen.